Hi everyone, I'm Asha, an Akashic Records reader, blogger and podcaster. In this series, we will demystify the Akashic Records by bringing to you bite-sized contents on frequently asked questions relating to the Akashic Records. We will also explore topics relating to spirituality, as well as practical application, learnings and reflections in the Akashic Records. My Akashic Masters are very excited to join us in this journey. We send much love, light and blessings to all. Welcome to episode 47 on healing my relationship with my deceased grandfather. As some of you may know, I didn't have any fond memories of my grandfather at all. From the day that I met him to the day that he passed away, I could barely recall any fond memories between us. To me, he always felt so distant, high above on some faraway clouds or on a pedestal where people like me could never inch close. For most, if not all of his life, he strived hard to accumulate money, status and reputation. Looking back on his life, you could say that he achieved almost everything he wanted. He was financially well off, successfully raised a family of six children, donated lots of money to his clan association to the extent that a meeting room was named after him and lived a comfortable life right to the day of his death. Compared to many others who had to suffer and struggle for most of their lives, he was incredibly blessed and lucky. Not that he didn't have to suffer and struggle at all, but he always had someone else to share and take on that burden on his behalf. Be it my deceased grandmother who devoted her entire life to caring for the family, from dabbling in all kinds of side chores to earn money, to generating and implementing ideas to increase profits for their hardware business, or most of his children, including my dad who continued to pay allowances to him all those years. If I could summarize, I would think that life was good and kind to him. My first recollection of my grandfather was the toy rabbit that he bought for me from China before I was born. For a few years, the toy rabbit was displayed in the top shelf of the wooden cabinet in our home. According to my mom, initially when she tried to give me the toy rabbit, I was afraid and pushed it away. As such, she left it in the cabinet until I was ready to take it. One day, I sat in front of the wooden cabinet and stared at the toy rabbit for a long while. My mom asked me if I wanted it. I quietly nodded my head. She took the toy rabbit from the top shelf and placed it in my hands. From then on, it became mine. Till today, I still have the toy rabbit right beside me when I sleep. 
nothing has changed much, except that the furry toy has since become a little bold. The result of me naively giving her a haircut many years back, thinking that she needed it. I don't always associate the toy rabbit with my grandfather, but it was his gift for me that accompanied me till today. Every year during Chinese New Year, we would visit our grandparents at their bungalow before it was so oft. It was always a huge gathering, as all his six children and grandchildren would appear and exchange Chinese New Year greetings with him. There, he would beam with pride as he returned our Chinese New Year greetings with a fat ang pao, also known as red packet with money, for each of us. I guess that was the moment that most, if not all, grandchildren look forward to, receiving money from him and other relatives. After that, we would each mind our own business, feasting on Chinese New Year snacks while waiting for lunch to be ready. In my young mind back then, I often wondered to myself, why do we value these connections linked by blood ties? Is it true that blood is thicker than water? So what if we are connected by blood? Or genetically. I used to think that it was a mere coincidence or misfortune that all of us ended up bundled together in this extended family. I didn't see any practical value for these blood ties. In fact, all I could recall were various incidents that affirmed to me that blood ties were a mere excuse to hold together a fragile relationship that was not based upon love in the hearts of all. For one incident, our small family, which means my parents and three children including me, was infected with chicken pox. As was usual with chicken pox, we had to isolate ourselves at home until we have fully recovered. As the whole family was down with chicken pox, we had no one to rely on to buy groceries to feed all of us. Back then, our first home was within five minutes walking distance from my grandparents' shop. Even so, none of these so-called blood ties turned up to assist us in times of need. As a last resort, my mom had to reach out to her friends, who kindly bought groceries for all of us and hung them at our door. To these beautiful souls who assisted us, wherever you are, may you always be deeply blessed. For another incident, my grandparents secretly bought a bungalow in close proximity to their shop and informed everyone except our family. My youngest aunt even threw a birthday bash there in our absence. 
it was only many months later that my grandmother finally informed my father that they had bought a bungalow nearby and welcomed us over for Chinese New Year gathering. For yet another incident, when my dad was warded in hospital for a major heart operation, my grandfather was nowhere in sight. Comparatively, when my youngest uncle's wife was giving birth, my grandfather was right next to them. When I heard of all these incidents, honestly, I didn't know what to interpret of it. Doesn't it just prove that essentially, everybody minds their own business and there's no such thing as blood is thicker than water? Perhaps that might be true in some other extended families who practice love and compassion towards one another, but certainly not in this extended family. Over the years, I developed this deep mistrust towards everybody in this extended family, including my grandfather. It felt as if everybody was just scheming against each other, plotting to amass my grandfather's wealth that was at stake. Without money, perhaps there would be nothing left to sustain this relationship. Each time my grandfather casted disapproving or judgmental looks, speech or actions in my dad's way, I took it personally as an attack on our small family. Over time, I grew to dislike my grandfather. At every opportunity, I would find my ways to quietly rebel against all norms which he imposed upon everybody such as celebrating his birthday on the exact date every year, attending clan associations' gala dinners, and praying at the exact date and exact time to all kinds of deities and ancestors. Even at his funeral wake, all I could recall was how much he disliked our family and how he continued to inconvenience everybody even on the day that he passed away. My siblings, who were separately on work trips overseas, had to immediately fly back to Singapore to make it in time to send him off for the last rituals. After much pushing around, his funeral wake was held in the shelter next to our family's home. To me, it was a complete irony. My grandfather spent his entire life disliking our family, as if my dad might rob him of his assets, only to have his funeral wake held at our place. And so I thought, that officially closed the chapter of my connection with my grandfather. Little did I know this signals the start of a brand new connection with my grandfather, with him being in an astral realm and me being in an earthly realm. This time round, we are bonded together by a common mission, 
to heal and end the karmic cycles existing in this ancestral lineage as much as possible. Just yesterday, he appeared towards the end of my Akashic Records session, which was facilitated by another reader. I wasn't even expecting him at all, as I was separately working through my shadow self and blind spots. When I was informed that my grandfather had arrived and had a message for me, my instinctive response was, I'm not that close to him. I thought that he would just leave after that, but instead, he stayed on and shared all that he wanted to say to us. As I listened to what he had to say, all my past anger and resentment towards him slowly faded away. He shared that he knew he wasn't a loving person back then, for he was holding on to a lot of pain back then. He recognizes all his errors committed as a human, his ego was his veil, and he is sorry to my father and our family. He showed an image of how he was physically abusive towards my dad when my dad was around 7 to 8 years old, which scarred my dad deeply and shaped him to be the way he is today. He also showed an image of a happy memory that he could recall with my dad, with him standing on a boat and navigating a swampy river lined with trees that have long dangling leaves. In the astral realm, he will work on helping others to heal, to repair his past misdeeds. He said that my dad is still very wounded and probably still angry with him. My dad might not even want to hear that he came through during my session. Before he left, he went on a roundabout way to share that he loves us and repeatedly said to himself, I sure was stupid. My grandfather appeared at a divinely orchestrated timing indeed. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to understand the issues from your perspectives and for trusting me with your stories. It is my privilege to be of service to this family line. I strive to work deeply on myself, which I know will benefit the family line that I'm born in. I will not waste this lifetime away. After I embark on my journey as an Akashic Records reader, I also realized that my soul had consciously chosen to be reborn in this soul family. It was neither a mere coincidence or misfortune on my part. The same applies for everybody. It is therefore our choice what we want to do to help ourselves, our family line, and others around us. We can choose to relieve the pain and agony carried and passed down from one generation to another. We can also choose to be the first to break free from and end the repetitive karmic cycles afflicting the ancestral lineage. We are never too small 
or insignificant to be the beacon for positive change. After I spent a few hours reflecting on what my grandfather shared, I decided to gently share it to my dad. It came at the most opportune moment when my dad started asking me questions about which realm do certain divine beings fall under. We came to the topic of where my grandfather possibly went to after he passed away. I took it as a sign that my dad was ready to receive. As I shared with my dad what I wrote down during the session, he quietly listened to everything that my grandfather had to say to us and to him. At that moment, I knew that I was the instrument to facilitate a deeper healing and awakening within him. For that, I am grateful. It has just been one day since all these happened. Yet it feels as if all these have already taken place for a long time. I can sense within my dad a renewed sense of inner peace, love and compassion for his own dad. At a deeper level, I respect my dad even more for choosing to truly forgive my grandfather for his past misdeeds. And through that process, setting himself free, may better days be lined up for him ahead. Masters, would you have anything to share with us? Dearest children, healing the ancestral trauma is a difficult, exhausting, yet rewarding process from everyone. It starts with ourselves. As we work deeply on ourselves, we open the pathways to facilitate the healing in our family line. We can be the first to consciously choose to break free from the family conditioning, addictions, and vicious cycles afflicting the family line across generations. Know that each of us is divine and very much empowered to create and facilitate the change within ourselves, which positively impacts and benefits our soul families that we are born in. We encourage you to be the beacon of light and positive change in your family, starting from today. With much love and blessings, Asha and Akashic Masters. If you would like to access your Akashic Records to retrieve your soul's purpose or to receive deep clarity and healing as guided by your Akashic Masters, you may consider a themed Akashic-like reading and healing session with me. These themed sessions have been co-created with my Akashic Masters and will be customized based on each client's needs. Check out my website for more details. Do note that an Akashic Record session is not about contacting the deceased. However, in rare cases, they may sometimes appear during the session if there is an important message to convey. We do not intentionally work or communicate with the deceased. If you would like to understand how an Akashic Record session may unfold in reality, 
You can also check out episodes 10 to 19 of my free podcast on demystifying the Akashic Records. If you want more FAQs about the Akashic Record session, you can also check out episodes 1 to 6 of the podcast as well as the FAQs page in my website. Thank you for tuning in to this podcast. If you would like to read about my dialogues and reflections with the Akashic Masters, you can visit my free blog at asha-akashicrecords.com. Till next time, take care.